The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, this will come as no surprise to any of you listening here in Edmonton or across Alberta. Uh, Western anger at Ottawa has been growing uh, as uh, and in Canada in general. It's uh, thought to be fractured. An Angus Reid Institute found uh, in a four-part research project on changing sentiments that... Western alienation, as we used to like to call it back in the 70s, uh, is still here and it's getting bigger. I'm joined by uh, Dave Korzynski, a research associate with Angus Reid. Uh, Dave, thanks for uh, taking the time to do this with me. No problem. Thank you for having me. So, you know what? This is one of these things where I think as uh, Albertan, particularly if our listeners will say, okay, you didn't need to do a study to find this out. But, sure. the, you know, let's put some numbers to it. So, first of all, it was a four-part study. Can you sort of give me an overview of what the study was looking to do? Yeah, so we really wanted to establish um, just a, a broad picture of what the, the relationship looks like between the West um, and the rest of Canada. And also just between, you know, the four provinces that we kind of categorize as the West, being, you know, B.C., Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, um, and just have a look and see which of the issues are really driving opinions. And uh, we had some data that we, that we ran in 1991, uh, Angus Reid in a different life under the Angus Reid group had a few questions, actually. So we thought that we could take some of those and, and just kind of reestablish what this picture looks like and see, you know, are things getting worse or is this just kind of the status quo? And, you know, Alberta has, has kind of always had these, these issues with uh with ottawa but it, it does look like that the uh you know the one of the big things is that alberta really does have a new partner in this in saskatchewan and uh has moved away from bc which is one of the big findings so just establishing what the west is and, and how it might be different uh a generation later so before we talk about what the ramifications of these numbers might mean let's talk about that for a second so when you say the west and of course you know the four provinces here in the west and you mentioned just a moment ago Saskatchewan sort of partnered up. I'm guessing, or the numbers have uh, partnered up, I'm guessing that relates specifically to carbon taxes and pipelines. Yeah, I think it's um, it really these energy resource issues that are, are driving the connection. And uh, one of the interesting things is that, you know, we look at the values and the lifestyles of these provinces, and, and looking at this 1991 question when we asked, um, Alberta residents said that, you know, we asked them which which province they think that they have the <clears throat> the most in common with. Sorry, clearing my throat there. Um, and at the time, in 1991, you had 33% of Alberta residents said that they thought they had the most in common with BC, their their western neighbor. 28% said that they had the the most in common with Saskatchewan. So quite an even split there. And you look at this now, and it's it really has moved the other way. You've got only 7% say that. They feel like they share values with BC, and 70% say that of Saskatchewan. So what you're seeing is, you know, the politics of these um, these resource issues and the the areas where Alberta and Saskatchewan really align in terms of the the more conservative political agenda than BC or than Ontario, um, you know, pre Doug Ford, you might say, mm. and uh, really moving away. And, and for BC residents, you see, you know out here on the west coast they actually say that they have more in common with washington at a far higher rate only 15 percent say that they have uh, you know a, a close relationship with alberta so there's there's been a fracture in what you would consider the west where 
now um, you've got these four provinces, but Alberta and Saskatchewan are very closely tied. Manitoba, to a lesser extent, really, really close with Saskatchewan, less so with Alberta. And then BC really isolated. So uh, that's something that, that we didn't really see when we did this a generation ago and something that really jumped out at us. You know, it's interesting because you're making reference and historical data is fabulous because otherwise it's just an apple. But now we have apples and oranges. You're comparing uh, numbers in 1991 to, nine, to 2018 or 2019, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask you this. Is there... Is are certain provinces trending in a certain way? Um, you know, outside of what you would expect, or or uh, you know, I, I guess what I'm asking is, you know, is the acceleration there for Alberta specifically? Yeah, I think there really is, and and there's this this kind of um, isolation that is occurring from Ontario. Um, and, and also Quebec. Quebec is really, really interesting in this equation because it's a place that um, the country really has very little uh, unity with. And uh, when it comes to the energy and the resource issues, there's actually quite a lot of anger um, from Alberta towards both Ontario and Quebec and then also BC because, you know, you've got the Trans Mountain issue going, to going west and then you've got a lot of people blaming Ottawa and also Quebec for stymieing the uh, the Energy East pipeline. Um, so there's there's a lot of blame to go around, and I think that's what's driving this up further is uh, the percentage of people who say that you know there's there's rising anger in the West uh, has really jumped up. I believe it went from uh, 63% who said that in 1991, which is, is still significant at the time, but it's actually up to about 70%, 72% in the West now. So I think we've seen um, an issue that historically has been present that has been um, exacerbated by some of these these issues. And, um, you know, what you see in Western Canada is it's, it's Alberta, but it's also everybody else who, this is where you get that unity, is that everybody feels like they're being spurned by, by Ottawa. So you've got um, Alberta, who's got you know, a couple of extra players there, but all of the the Western provinces saying that they actually feel like they're getting ripped off now at a rate that's higher than a generation ago. So I think that's why you're seeing um, movement in that direction generally and Alberta having the additional number of variables is why you're seeing it uh, a little bit higher than in other places. Isn't that interesting? So everybody's feeling ignored by Ottawa. So is that specifically just the four Western provinces? Is Atlantic Canada feeling ignored? Or was the question asked? Yeah, you know, um, we asked the question um, just of Western residents, um, whether or not they perceive um, just, you know, what they're seeing day to day, whether they see it as, you know, do you think BC residents are more angry about Ottawa's treatment, Alberta residents so far? So, So you see... Alberta jumped from 63% up to 86%. So there's really almost uh, unanimity now um, in Alberta that they're saying, you know, yeah, we are getting ripped off. And the same thing in Saskatchewan from about two-thirds up to over 4 and 5, over 80%. Um, so there's really a movement on those provinces. And, and for this specific project, we actually didn't ask the, uh, the eastern provinces that. But we do have some other, other data just in terms of how they feel uh, they're being treated. Uh, when you say other data, what is that data? So there's really, um, you look at the provinces and you ask, um, you know, who, 
which provinces do you think are, are treating your province fairly? Which one do you say that you have a, a close relationship with? And you see, you know, Ontario is, is kind of in its own universe. It's really, it was an interesting finding when we were initially going through this, is that, you know, everybody generally thinks they have a close relationship with somebody, but for Ontario, the, the top answer for Ontario residents, 41% of them said that they don't think they have a close relationship with anybody. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, and then 28% actually say Alberta. Alberta was second on that list, and I think that speaks to the conservative movement in Canada, and people see Alberta as a bit of a beacon on this because, you know, for the last number of years, even with a more, or more left-leaning um, province, Alberta really is kind of the conservative capital being, you know, the, the energy resource-rich region that it is. So you've got none and then Alberta in, in Ontario for, for their two priorities. Um, and you see just relatively low marks. I mean, there, there aren't a lot of people who think that they really have a, a close relationship with Ontario. The Atlantic Canadian province, provinces really are, are on their own. And then the western provinces, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba, uh, really seem to appreciate the relationship that they have with each other. And B.C. has been just kind of cut out of that. Uh, only about one in five residents in each of those three provinces say that B.C. can be counted on, you know, as a, a close ally. So that's, um, there's, there's kind of a, a fracture um, on multiple levels when you look across Canada and everybody seems to have their own little gripes. Isn't that interesting? Well, B.C. can uh, would be the pipeline, right? I, I can totally understand that. Hey, let me, uh, let's just talk about, I said we'll talk about the ramifications I'm trying to think back. Now, you said this first survey was done in 1991. The second survey done, similar questions asked this year. But in between those two would be 1997. And here's why it's sort of an interesting uh, benchmark. Because 1997 was when the Reform Party sprang up and almost became the official opposition in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. And that was born from these sorts of feelings before. So... I don't know that I can ask you to draw a conclusion that, or or be a you know a, a fortune teller, but it would yeah. it would feel as though it, the country is ripe, or at least Western provinces are ripe for another reform party type um, addition to the race. Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the things that a lot of people, particularly in Alberta, are are looking for. But that is really popular across the West. Um, so we looked at this in, in two different angles, and one of them being the more radical uh, issue of, you know, Alberta separatism, and do you think that that's a, a realistic possibility, or is that just something that people talk about to kind of garner uh, attention and leverage? And it really is seen more as um, something that you play to try to, uh, you know, push the hand in your favor, whereas uh, about 7 in 10 residents across the country d don't really think that that is something that would ever happen, although it is split 50-50, so there's a bit of an appetite for that within Alberta. 50% say that it's a possibility, and 50% say that, no, we're not going there. Um, but what you do see rising is, like you said, uh, the movement within to create that reform party, which would have been about six years after our survey, um, there does appear to be quite a bit of an appetite for that. So we asked residents in all of these four uh, Western Canadian provinces if that's something that, if there were a federal election coming up, is that something that you would look to in terms of, you know, a party that is really built around Western interests and has the explicit purpose of, you know, representing the Western provinces against uh, what people see as 
is kind of a raw deal for those provinces. And in Alberta, you get um, 40% of, of residents say that they would actually vote for that party, which would be mm. a slight lead over the Conservative Party. And the same thing is found uh, in Saskatchewan. 40% say they would vote for that party, whereas 30% say they would vote for the Conservative Party. And what's really interesting as well is, you know, BC is, is isolated in a sense on that um, because of Metro Vancouver and the region here being more of a liberal NDP uh, stronghold. But, you know, elsewhere in BC, you do see quite a bit of support, and it actually leads to the Western Canada drawing votes away from all three of those parties yeah. to being uh, really a competitive option. So I think it's something where, you know, as you said, we don't want to be prognosticators and say this is coming, but this is something that a lot of residents have an appetite for. And if it was spelled out in more detail uh, with, you know, uh, a leader that was respected who was announced, I, I think this is something that could generate quite a bit of uh, uh, movement in Western Canada because people don't feel that they're being adequately represented by the Conservative Party um, at the grassroots level in Western Canada, they think that it's more of an Ottawa party at this point. Isn't that interesting that, you know, so many Western Canadians would vote for a party that doesn't exist over, mm -hmm. over three that do? I mean, that's just, that, that just makes you pause, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's, it's really, it's kind of a, a statement on where we are at the federal level right now, where there's a lot of um, disappointment um, and resentment around the, the Liberal government, um, particularly, you know, in Alberta and Saskatchewan, places where the carbon tax is being received very poorly and people are feeling like their, their economic interests aren't, aren't being represented. Um, in, you know, with the, the pipeline issue, which we saw a lot of concern over, people really want to see those type of issues resolved. And if they don't perceive the, the current government as being able to do it, and they don't really believe that the conservative government has the interests of western canada in mind over the interests of say ottawa or quebec which is a lot of what the party has to cater to because those areas are so vote rich um they look at a, a western canadian party and they see that it would be relatively divorced from those extra issues and, and perhaps would focus on issues more close to home and uh and you know consolidate some power within the west that people have been looking for for generations now and and really uh if you compare the data don't don't believe that they've found yet at this point hmm. interesting stuff i guess uh, a couple of questions on our text line about uh, methodology but uh, mm -hmm. uh somebody just wants to know actually i'll quote this one hey how do i never get asked to be part of these surveys <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the the uh, platform that the surveys are done through is called the Angus Reid Forum, and that's a, a separate entity. You know, we we share a name with them, but we we program our surveys through them, and there's a kind of a separate relationship. Um, and because that panel would have so many thousands, tens of thousands of members, and this survey in itself, I'm looking at the, our methodology box, was 4,024 Canadians across the country. So those people would be randomly selected. Um, and, you know, there's a chance that you might have, have missed out on this round. But if you're a member of that panel, you go into the pool with the other tens of thousands of people and uh, would be drawn from that. So uh, all I can say is... Uh, you know, if you're a member of that, then you have a chance. If you're if you're not a member, then you, you won't you won't be asked because we're we're not um, dialing phone numbers for this. We're using an online panel. Okay, sounds good, Dave. Uh, interesting stuff. Great work. Thanks very much for taking the time to uh, explain it for hey, us today. Anytime. Great chatting with you. All right, take care.
The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.